0: This is episode 135 for Tuesday, May 15th, 2018. Brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we revisit Style 21A American IPA. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Powers, and together with Chris, Travis, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer, one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at brew styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Welcome back to Bruce Styles, everybody. I'm Powers. Uh, we're just having a conversation about how maybe sometimes I talk too loud into the microphone. Uh, email us if you agree or disagree.
1: That's why I'm over here by the board. I can just start turning you down. Exactly, Chris. Might as well start checking your email. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Th- this will be the one thing that people start emailing us about. Like, just tell Powers to shut the heck up, please. Oh my God. So. Actually, let me check the email i haven't checked it this week okay so while he does that i'll introduce the other folks sawyer
2: how are you what up i am pretty good awesome uh yeah doing anything with beer not a thing and really this time not a thing like not even drinking it um uh i had a coors light oh no okay so i had a coors light last night that was pretty good
1: it's mm-hmm. pretty good
2: and Sounds adventurous. A, and an ugly pug Okay. so I like Ugly Pug. Yeah.
0: It's been a while since I've had one. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking that, too.
2: I went to the bar wanting a storm cloud, though, and they didn't have it. Mm. I was mad, even though it was listed on their, their beer list. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So I settled on an Ugly Pug.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Also joined by Travis. Travis, how's it going?
3: Pretty good. Uh, my beer that I brewed last week, the freezer burn, is still fermenting. Uh, Krausen just started to fall in about a week later, so... I'll probably keg it sometime this week and do some dry hopping. And uh, I did put on tap a new beer this week, the English ESB bitter. That's the one you brewed the same week that I was there with the wit, right? That was the one. All right. Put that on, and I'm happy with it. Nice. So just got to start working on the tap handles now. That's my next project.
0: Yeah, the ongoing tab handles project. Mm-hmm. You're, you're done with, what, two of them so far? And
3: I have made four. Oh, you're up to four now. Successfully. Okay. So I'm doing number five and six now for these next two beers, IPA and Bitter. Nice. Those are looking really good. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you're proud
2: of them.
1: I am. <laughs> I Why? Over...
2: Thanks, Travis. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> <Thank> I you, <laughs> went Siri. over there last weekend, and uh, I was like, what you got on tap?" He's like, it's on the tab handle. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Sorry. My
0: bad. <laughs> right. And that of course is the voice of Chris. Chris, have we had any
1: emails? We did get one email. Is it from our sponsors? No. Oh. It is from privacy at policies dot google dot com. Oh. This month we're updating our privacy policy to make it easier for you to understand what information we collect and why we collect it.
0: Does that mean all my pictures are gonna end up on the internet now? I don't know. Uh that's the email
1: we got. Dang,
3: <laughs> I was about to say I was really looking forward to making this a weekly segment because the first time we did it at On Tap, it was so exciting, and we had two really good emails—no Viagra but, emails. But now, after reading that, I don't want to make this a weekly segment. So that, <laughs> so that one, so that one uh, podcast that wants to
0: sponsor us—they never actually emailed us back when no. we told them to. No, we we would have we would have done it if you just bought us beer. I'm sorry, Mister uh, Whatever Your Name Was. Y'all have fans. Yes,
1: we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, my uh, my pale ale, clone uh, Sierra Nevada clone is fermenting away. It's, it has like a a nice like five inch krausen on the top of it. Wow. Very nice. I was kind of surprised, and it's been fermenting at like sixty two, so it's even a little more chilled than what I usually do for my ales. But uh, it's just plugging right along. So hopefully it'll turn out to be pretty good. I'm interested to see how this uh, grain from Homebrew Headquarters did yeah. because, you know, I, I didn't make it up to Stubby's before they closed, so Powers stopped by Homebrew Headquarters before he came down and grabbed some grain for me. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see how it goes.
3: Yeah, definitely. How it goes, huh? Sounds like it's yep. chugging along. I wouldn't think there'd be too much of a difference.
1: Well, I mean, you know, one of Stubby's things that he really prides on is the, the, how fresh his ingredients are. Okay, And he talks about that all the time. Um, so, I, I don't know anything about Homebrew Headquarters and how often they go through their their grain, or what their grain selection looks like, or you know what their their mill is set to, because oh, you can yeah. get a different, crush. a completely different beer depending on how you crush your grain. So you know, like I said, I'm just I'm interested to see how it goes up.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Homebrew Headquarters is probably the uh, you know main homebrew store for that side of town, kind of that northeast just dallas area well they've
1: been around forever yeah um, like you, you said
0: your dad used to go there right yeah
1: when we when we lived in sherman and he was brewing you know i was in elementary school mm-hmm. middle school and uh he would drive down to richardson mm-hmm. it's about a 45 minute drive to get stuff to brew uh right. he do, he was doing 10 gallon batches because obviously the, the drive was kind of <laughs> prohibitive for doing uh, brews all the time but um he uh yeah he would do the big batches and there were even a couple of times where he had a he took a keg down there to have it refurbished or whatever now you just you know buy the o-ring kit and do it yourself but um mm-hmm. when i was coming back home from uta a couple of weekends he'd say hey will you stop by and pick up the keg that i had had them working on for me and so yeah they've at, at least 20 years that i know of
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it's
0: uh it's pretty convenient for me actually because they're just 10 minutes away from me you know i I, i've been going to stubby's uh starting off because i really like his kits more than anything just because i'm getting started um his equipment kit has served me very well so far through my you know first batch with it i guess and uh you know that's all very good but you know if i just need a one-off ingredient or something like that like homebrew headquarters seems like it's definitely a, a solid place and when i start going all grain i'll probably be frequenting frequenting them more. Um, yeah. I will say that they're yeah, they're uh their kits are kind of just like the the standard kits that, you know, like from like Northern Brewer or something. Like right. as far as that goes. I'd rather have something that was kind of um I mean I know that they think about their kits at those companies, but you know, with, with Stubby it's kind of like, oh, this is an actual home brewer who's, you know, running his own shop mm-hmm. and not uh, a company. You know, it's 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 not like a corporation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of like Supporting that mm-hmm. for, totally. for those purposes. These
1: yeah.
3: um, kits are made with love. Yes, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: well, and, you know, he brews with his ingredients, and the kits are made with his ingredients. That's true, yes. So you can be a lot more consistent. You know, if you're buying, a like, a Northern Brewer kit or something, um, you know, the shop owner has probably brewed the kit, mm-hmm. but it's not his ingredients. It's whatever Northern Brewer has shipped to them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm sure you, there's still a level of consistency Mm-hmm. But um, this, you know, the the was it the wit that you did that you just hit your numbers dead on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's the uh, the goal and, and the, the product of mm-hmm. having the experience with those specific ingredients. So exactly. anyway,
0: speaking of that wit, I did bottle it this past week. Uh, the bottling process was less painful than I thought it would be. Good. Um, I'd say <laughs> that the the bottle wand helps a lot with that. Uh, after my experience with the Brooklyn kit, several months back, that with just siphon. the little siphon, uh, the the bottling wand is just, you, you stick the bottle in there, and you take it out. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and it's the one that has the nips on the end? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. It has the nips. <laughs> uh, as well, I've got the amber fermenting. Uh, it has gone through a pretty healthy fermentation i haven't looked inside the bucket yet to see the crossing but i am getting i am continuing to get occasional bubbles out of the airlock so it is you know it's better than what the wit went through where it died within about 18 hours as far as the uh, active fermentation i was thinking about you know like or when i realized that that had happened and it had gotten too hot i was considering re-pitching um i'm not sure if that would have been an option i thought about asking you guys it but you guys didn't seem to think it was too much of an issue so i'm you know i'm interested to see how it turns out um
1: well you know you also should realize that airlock activity is is not the sole oh yeah thing for i mean it could be fermenting like crazy and, and there's no airlock activity okay. it kind of depends that's why i i don't really look at the airlock ever oh really um i look for the krausen now the krausen died too <laughs> so you know because it can still sit on top and and fall in but yeah. it could still be fermenting Okay. So just, you know, let it sit. All right. And I'm sure it will be fine.
0: Well we'll see we'll see about in about a week will be when I crack the first one of those ones open. So you know, it's all chugging along and I'm getting ready to getting ready to have my cycle O homebrew uh going and I'm really excited about that. So it's it's been a lot of fun
3: so far. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh he's excited about his cycle. So yeah. <laughs> There uh, we are. <laughs> it's it, it's right about on the
0: same... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, wow. at, at this point, it is appropriate to say thank you to our listeners. If you Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening. If you have not yet done so, please hit the sc- subscribe button and... Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, BrewStyles and officially now actively Instagram. Yes, I Yay. have taken over the Instagram account, and I have posted three things in the previous seven days. Three yes. pictures. Three pictures. Oh, rat! Right. And that'll 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 grow as, yeah, I, three more than we as have, I learn. So, you know. Exactly. He's as making, I learn how to use Instagram.
2: He's making Instagram great again.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. Check us out. Email us, of course. It was huge. <laughs> any of your opinions on uh, on our show, on my voice levels, on uh, <laughs> our sponsors, including, of course, the, the
3: little blue pill, Viagra. Um, yeah, we're still looking to do our first mailbag episode, Yeah, which we mentioned a while back, but we haven't gotten any responses yet. Hmm. Uh, to review that, if you want to be included on in one of our episodes and you have beer that we can't get, uh, we would certainly be um, willing to accept your beer if it was shipped to us. And <laughs> yes. then, but then, see, the the trade-off is you'd be included in the episode because we would get your contact info, and you can call in and drink the beer right along with us and, and chat with us on the episode. So <laughs> Word. If, uh, if you feel so called or so moved to do that, then hit us up, chris at brewstyles.com do it see right on so
0: what are we talking about today
1: well today we are revisiting ipa we thought we had done a 2.0 already and we were planning for this to be ipa 3.0 however (laughs) um that is not the case whoops we've done a lot of different ipas we've done you know Uh, red ipa black ipa belgian ipa new england ipa but we haven't done good old classic 21a american ipa
3: not since episode seven
1: yeah which is a long time ago and i think we've learned a thing or two uh since then yeah i'd say so so you know feel free to listen to that episode or don't um either or so today 21a american ipa overall impression You know, we actually haven't read through style guidelines in quite a while either. What are those? Quite a while. So, uh, decidedly hoppy and bitter. Decidedly hoppy and bitter. I'm deciding. Moderately strong American pale ale, showcasing showcasing modern American or New World hop varieties. The balance is hop forward with a clean fermentation profile, dry-ish finish, and clean supporting malt, allowing a creative range of hop character to shine through. Aroma, a prominent to intense hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops, such as citrus, floral, pine, resin, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, (laughs) etc. Many versions are dry hopped and can have an additional fresh hop aroma. This is desirable, but not required. Grassiness should be minimal if present. A low to medium, low, clean, grainy, malty aroma may be found in the background. Fruitiness from yeast may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. A restrained alcohol note may be present, but this character should be minimal at best. Any American or New World hop character is acceptable. New hop varieties continue to be released and should not constrain this style.
3: Yes, that last sentence that, that I need to work on, because whenever I think about American IP, I think about, pine needles, and, and citrus plants. Mm-hmm. But there's so many more different varieties, especially now you got hops that taste like cantaloupe or different kind of melons or other fruits. And and I was judging American IPA one day with uh, a good buddy of ours from, from the uh, the club, Kyle LaPointe, and we had a beer that didn't really come across as an American IPA in my opinion because it was not citrusy it wasn't pine it was pretty dank and Mm -hmm. like mossy but he gave it a a 40 point and i gave it like a 20 and so we had to talk about it and he's like well read the guidelines it doesn't necessarily say it has to be pine or or drippy resin Mm -hmm. and he's like i I think they embodied this hop strain very well
1: yeah i mean I'll, i'll read that those descriptors again Mm -hmm. citrus floral pine resinous spicy tropical fruit stone fruit berry melon etc so it's not limiting it to just those things it could be anything as long as it is an american strain of hop it's quite a bit yeah appearance color ranges from medium gold to light reddish amber should be clear although unfiltered dry hopped versions may be a bit hazy medium-sized white to off-white head with good persistence Flavor. Hop flavor is medium to very high and should reflect an American or New World hop character, such as citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, etc. Medium high to very high hop bitterness. Malt flavor should be low to medium low and is generally clean and grainy malty, although some light caramel or toasty flavors are acceptable. Light caramel or toasty flavors. Low yeast derived fruitiness is acceptable but not required. Dry to medium dry finish. Residual sweetness should be low to none. The bitterness and hot flavor may linger into the aftertaste, but should not be harsh. A very light, clean alcohol flavor may be noted in stronger versions. May be slightly sulfury, but most examples do not exhibit this character.
3: Huh. That's something you usually get out of lagers.
1: Yeah. Sulfur character. Well, it's also, you know, they. In the aroma. They mentioned uh, a restrained alcohol note may be present, but this character should be minimal at best. And in the flavor, it says a very light, clean alcohol flavor may be noted in stronger versions.
3: Hmm.
1: So it went from minimal in the aroma to noticeable in the flavor. Yeah, noticeable but light. Yes. Yeah. Mouthfeel, medium light to medium body with a smooth texture medium to medium high carbonation no harsh hop derived astringency very light smooth alcohol warming not a fault (laughs) there's a skin if it does not intrude into overall balance so a harmonious marriage if you will uh some general comments a modern american craft beer interpretation of the historical english style brewed using american ingredients and attitude (laughs) okay All right, the basis for many modern variations, including the stronger double IPA as well as IPAs with various other ingredients. Those other IPAs should generally be entered in the specialty IPA style. Oak is inappropriate if noticeably oaked. Enter in wood aged category. Hmm. Because hmm. you will have some oak aged IPAs, but it's yeah. if you're entering it into a competition, then obviously you'd want to make sure that you put it in the right category. Interesting. Uh, a little history first modern american craft beer example is generally believed to be anchor liberty ale which we've had on the podcast before haven't we was that pale ale
3: um man i know we tried to find that i don't i don't know if we've got
1: allow me to consult my magic book i'm pretty sure we did (laughs) because it's listed as a pale ale now because i remember having the conversation Um, that it initially was an IPA but now that IPAs have kind of exploded and people are like oh the hoppier the better yeah perceptions have changed yeah so the Anchor Liberty Ale is now marketed as a uh, pale ale I believe we've
3: done Anchor Steam our special ale and the porter we've never featured the Liberty Um, just continuing to yeah well this might
0: be what you guys were just saying but the history does continue on to say it now tastes more like an American pale ale in comparison
1: yeah yeah, um, it was first brewed in 1975 and using whole cascade hops the style has pushed beyond that original beer which now tastes more like an American pale American made IPAs from earlier eras were not unknown particularly the well regarded Ballantines IPA an oak aged beer used in old English recipe <laughs> okay this style is based on the modern mm-hmm. craft beer examples
0: that's an interesting concept Oak-aged IPA.
1: Vital statistics, OG 1056 to 1070, IBUs 40 to 70, FG 1008 to 1014, Swarm 6 to 14, ABV 5.5 to 7.5. Commercial examples include Alpine Duet. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, Bell's Two-Hearted Ale, which we get now. We Uh. didn't. At the time, we did episode seven. Fathead's Headhunter IPA.
3: Mine doesn't have head.
1: Oh. I don't think I've seen that one either. Firestone Walker Union Jack, Lagunitas IPA, Russian River Blind Pig IPA, and Stone IPA.
2: The Union Jack IPA?
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think we have any of those today, but that's okay. No. I Definitely. know we did several of those on the first IPA episode like I know we did Lagunitas pretty sure we did Union Jack We've, yeah we featured that
0: one we have featured that one I think I brought it that one day with the brew kits. well I'm talking about on
3: episode oh, 7 I don't know if I don't know if we did we'll see
1: I think Feature Travis something. is looking at
3: it yeah it's on our list
1: oh. well I had I had the actual episode notes pulled up uh, when I was at Total Wine oh so here we go. IPA we did. The Deep Ellum IPA. Dogfish Head 60. Sierra Nevada Torpedo. Extra IPA. Breckenridge Small Batch 471. Blaganitas IPA. Oscar Blues. Deviant Dales. And New Belgium Ranger IPA. Okay. So we had seven. Wow. Seven IPAs on the episode. That was a good episode. I do remember yeah. enjoying We're that, one. that one. about uh, that one.
3: Powers is correct on the Brew Kits episode. Yeah. Which one we featured Union Jack. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about style comparison. I'll go ahead and read that section because it's uh, we, we got a few comparisons also today as well, and it's applicable to this style more so than others. Style comparison, stronger and more highly hopped than the American pale ale. Compared to an English IPA has less of the, in quotations, English character from the malt, hops, and yeast. So that means less caramel, bread, toast, more American New World hops than the English, less yeast-derived esters. Less body and often has a more hoppy balance and is slightly stronger than most examples. Less alcohol than a double IPA, but with a similar balance. And today we do have a few, a few regular American IPAs. Yes. We've got uh, a pale ale that we can compare. Yes. And we also have a not a double IPA. It's not double. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's a triple. <laughs> We I'm also have die.
1: a very interesting idea and a new brew that I've never even heard of that has a interesting special ingredient. Well, I think so. We'll. well I'm, uh,
0: I'm seeing some empty glasses. Yep. So we need to get into this. Absolutely. I'm going to take my glasses off so we can get into it. <laughs> Uh-oh. All
1: All right. And well, let's take start our break into walls. Yeah. Let's take our break and then uh, we'll get into the beer
3: let's go to break Play music.
1: <laughs> this is the deep Ellum IPA no
3: it's not. Chris we did that one on episode seven we're not gonna redo it <sighs> here gonna I gonna thought it was episode anyway. 15 yeah we're actually gonna start off with a beer from Firestone Walker which they had the uh, Union Jack IPA was listed as one of the uh, commercial examples in the guidelines and we are not going to feature that one again because we've already featured it on the brew kits episode so yes. if you want to listen to our thoughts on that one then head on over to the brew kits episode i believe i said that's the one that unlocked my taste
0: for ipas because you know that, that that one's just a really good beer but you know let's let's dive into this one Do you reach
1: that unlock yes <laughs> Up, you know, leveled up. Yeah, leveled
0: up. He earned his badge that day. Mm-hmm. And today I earned my 14th badge. And I believe in IPA. Anyway.
3: This is a different IPA from the same company. And it's called the Luponic Distortion, which is a revolving series. This is their revolution number 009. We mm. just missed 007 by a few months. <laughs> but uh, this one is listed as an American IPA, 5.9%, ABV, 59 IBUs, and a little bit about what the series is. Uh, They say Luponic Distortion is not a single beer, but rather an ongoing series of beers or revolutions that revolve approximately every 90 days. While the base beer always remains the same, each revolution features a different hop blend built around experimental hops designed to showcase the possibilities of pure hop aromas and flavors, which I think is a pretty cool idea since there's so many new hops all the time to be able to really appreciate them uh, and compare it to other ones, then you need to have the same bass style. So that's what they're doing here with the series. And this is uh, number nine. And uh, specifically for the hops in this one, Revolution number nine is a showcase for public domain hops from the United States and Germany, offering a fresh twist on some not-so-familiar favorites. I am passionate about public domain hops that may not have the cachet of their... Privatized brethren, man, they got some good vocab on this, but they uh, but that are cooler than some you might think. Says brewmaster Matt Brenildsen. <laughs> Revolution number nine is all about showcasing these unsung hop varieties. So, which ones are they? They did still and say, oh, maybe here. Uh, the lead hops in Revolution number nine include two varieties from the Pacific Northwest. One that provides exotic tropical fruit and coconut notes, and another that offers a balance of earthy pine and citrus qualities. German hops around at the blend with a dimension of bright fruitiness. So they make it a point to not say what strain they're using. But just to give you some guidelines. Okay. What do they mean
1: by was what it what'd you say open domain? Free domain?
3: Yeah, it said public domain
1: Public domain.
0: Yeah, that's generally reserved for copyright is what that normally is. Because when well, right. something's but, been around long enough is But
1: what what does he domain. mean by that? I mean cascade, I guess that's copyrighted. Because yeah, it has an, a, an official name that's marketed. Is that what he's saying?
3: I have no well, idea. Like in, it, When it comes to music, any song that's in public domain, the copyright has expired, so it belongs to anybody. Right. So that, maybe these are just like really classic styles of hops that have been around for so long. I mean, Cascade is like the original hop. Yeah.
1: Especially for this style. And of that year. one's
3: citrus and piney, so you
0: yeah. may have some of that in there. I'm yeah. trying to think about like a like a hop is a product. I'm wondering if you could like you know, because you, you would generally patent a product. I'm wondering if you can patent a hop, but, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think that that's a similar thing because, you know, generally public domain is for copyright
2: use, so I don't know. Well, the first taste is with your eyes. Well. It's really clear, but at the same time, slightly hazy. Man,
3: I wonder what strain they used to get coconut notes, though. I've never heard of that in a hop. Yeah, he said <laughs> nut. Pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Tiny bubbles. Got some tiny bubbles. I've in. got,
0: I've got some bubbles going up. The bubbles are going up. Clear, goldish, amber.
2: It's yellow.
0: Yep.
3: Very light, light gold color. Kind of a nice aroma. It's not as intense as uh, what I've had from other things like the Union Jack. Mm-hmm. But it, it has a nice round aroma. It's Very... not like Mister Wiggles. Getting a nice kind of hold pine. on to that thought.
1: I get a slight oh, dang. Oh no. Yeah, because you know what
2: I brought. Did you bring Mister Wiggles? No. You oh. were standing there when I picked it up. I don't remember what you got. <laughs> okay. I just saw you reach for a beer. I didn't see which
3: one it was. It smells slightly like armpits, but I'm also wearing a tank top today, so it could just be me.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, gross. I can only smell out of one nostril. <laughs>
2: I think uh, there's several people here on the struggle bus today, it seems like.
0: Oh, God. I was going to say, do we need to get you some of that allergies from Panther uh, Island? That's a terrible word. <laughs> um, you no, check out Powers' uh,
2: interview with the Panther Island guys on the <laughs> Big Texas episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I took a bunch of allergy medicine earlier, so hopefully it'll kick in soon. I agree with the pine notes. Yeah.
3: Some citrus fruity notes. I'm looking for coconut, but I'm not really pulling that in the aroma.
1: I'm not. No, I'm 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 getting more of like a tropical fruit of some sort. Okay. Yeah. yeah what I am picking up is is going to be a sweet fruit or citrus. I'm not really getting a whole lot of the pine, but doesn't mean it's not there. Citrus, floral, pine, resin, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon. I would say resin pine. though. Okay. Maybe not pine, but resin.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. And it, and it comes through a little bit more on the flavor too. Yeah. Let me taste
2: it. Okay. All right. I
0: like the way that you're drinking that beer. Well, so in the taste, like I get malt holding it from the bottom. <laughs> Honestly,
2: just... with the armrest, it's really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call this decidedly bitter? Uh, no. It's kind of like, it's kind of like I tell my students: it's like you either make a statement with your playing or you're asking questions. I feel like this one's asking questions.
1: Interesting. It's like I'm hoppy. Yeah exactly (laughs) i'm ron burgundy (laughs) because it is definitely bitter and it's Mm -hmm. got a drying finish of course you know we all like ipa well sawyer's not a huge ipa fan no but but i'll drink them i but i I don't know that i would call this decidedly bitter
2: yeah i think if it were going to be decidedly bitter it would be more in your face
1: you know like like bam I mean, it's also funny because, you know, if you think back to like the 90s,
2: bitter beer face.
1: Yeah. You know, but now that's something that people want. And. (laughs) Which is why we have Mr. Wiggles.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I know it said it was at 5.9%, but it almost comes across as like a session IPA. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Softer in, in flavor and intensity.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And.
0: In case anybody wants to know how Sawyer's drinking his beer, it will be on the Instagram here in the next couple minutes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but
1: by the time they hear this, it's been on the Instagram for Exactly. So I'm going to tag days. the episode
0: number on it, too.
2: This is comfortable, I have to say. <laughs> this is episode
1: 15, right? No. Oh. <laughs> um, you did the intro. I forget already. <laughs> episode 7. Um the, I mean the flavor is very similar what? to the aroma obviously. <laughs> what?
2: You're just you're kind of stammering
1: over yourself. Yeah, I, I did I
2: was... you, you know. <laughs> um 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 that that the that...
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> Who is that? That was a random lady that we interviewed at Blue Bonnet.
1: Oh, oh God! We, <laughs> asked,
3: we asked what what good things have you had today? And ah, that's what
1: I got. I'm gonna say it almost sounded like Anna. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of did. Yeah. It, I was she, like, was not that,
0: that was a little bit less country than Anna, right there. So, <laughs> well,
1: but anyway, what? Anyway, I'm, I'm not detecting coconut. Um, no, I'm I'm not either. I just I get more of the uh, resin and citrus, sweet fruit mm-hmm. in that order. Uh, to me, I think this is more sweet than it is hoppy. It's very light, though. The color yeah. is, you know, a golden yellow. It's pea yellow. If I'm, that's the color of your pea. I you was about to say. Drink sample, some more water.
0: Sample's about to make a kidney reference. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm getting the bitterness in the finish. It's it's coming through more than when it was a few minutes ago. The more I drink it and sit on it, it's... it's. I I would say it's decidedly bitter. I don't think it's decidedly hoppy. Because the, the sentence did say decidedly hoppy and bitter. I'd
1: go one of those, one I, or two. I would say, yeah, I'm almost... But not both, which is what the guidelines say. True. It doesn't say, say decidedly I, hoppy or bitter. I feel like Sierra <laughs> Nevada
2: is more hoppy than this.
0: Like the pale ale? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say this drink's almost like a pale ale.
1: No. Well, I mean, Sierra, Sierra Nevada Nevada's is a commercial example. Of a pale ale. Right. But it's also... I, for me, on the higher end of the hop and bitterness for a pale ale boy. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I mean, it would
0: be on the super low end of hop and bitterness for an IPA, I'd say. Be
1: a little, a little, a
0: little. A little. A little.
2: All right. Oh, I haven't heard that one in a while. Laugh
1: cackle? Is that what that says? (laughs) Yep.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. I realized I haven't used the laugh drops in a long time. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: those. I'm going to be honest. With Sawyer being here, we don't need the laugh drops because he just does them live. (laughs)
3: Live?
0: (laughs)
1: Anyway, so...
2: uh,
0: I
1: like
2: to uh, produce the best content.
3: I I like this beer. What's your BJCP? Yeah, It's a good, kind of well-rounded easy drinking beer um
1: i'd give it a 38 to 40 I really mean, that high yeah i mean it's it's flavorful there's nothing wrong with it it does have the the character and you know all the numbers hit you said the ibu's were high 50s right 59 yeah so I mean, that's it within guidelines yeah, it, is. it
3: fits and this is one of those that checks the boxes but it you know, doesn't really doesn't it's just wow you m- it's meh yeah it's good meh. I
1: mean this would be a, a great thing to to just have in your fridge and reach for whenever you get home totally. and just want a beer you know it's it's a good beer it's just not like oh my god it's amazing
3: yeah on, on, the, uh, on the bottom of the score sheet you got the intangibles part and I think that's where this is lacking and that's not really something you can explain or it's just because that's exactly what intangible is it's you can't you can't touch it and it was either like um, lifeless, was one side. Oh, I'll put my finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is one of those that it's. I, I think I'd have to probably give it fairly high score, too, maybe 37. I could use a little more
1: intensity because I want it to be. Now, as it warms, it forward. does get more bitter. Yeah. Uh, we didn't start drinking it super cold either, it was chilled. Uh, IPAs generally you want to drink cold anyway poundability so what what is it the uh the bang
0: uh ability
2: <laughs> i like that wheeze at the end i know right Somebody well, we all caught it. we all
0: just realize like oh god <laughs> <Yep. Bangability. laughs>
3: i like those moments when you you're living a drop that you know is going to be pulled into the
1: future you experience it live i would say six and a half or seven somewhere around there not a solid seven but yeah. i mean i feel like i could pound this eight a Seven.
2: yeah i
0: go seven i agree with sawyer it's an eight there's cool. just not much preventing it
1: oh. i mean firestone makes good ipas obviously they're they're good at it it's a solid beer oh so. yeah all right what's next oh.
0: could we do bjcp
2: Alright, well I'm glad you asked What was next Because this next one is interesting Uh, This is from Bear Republic This is Racer 5 India Pale Ale Ringing in at uh, a hefty 7.5% ABV
3: It's right at the top end
2: 12 fluid ounces Uh, On the side of the bottle It says Racer 5 is an aggressive style India Pale Ale Handmade from a brewery Whose motto is Bigger is better this golden, well-hopped, bottle-conditioned ale demands your attention. Try the next generation of IPA. Racer 5 Go-Go. That's what it says. Uh, go, dot, dot, go. Uh, it's like Go-Go, like no, go-go, Go-Go girls. It's like Go-Go juice. Uh, oh.
1: Go-Go Power Rangers. Hey, there's. Nothing, I like the Power
2: Rangers, man. Don't diss them. All right, Brewmaster's Notes. Keep cold. Respect life. Don't D&D.
0: Magic Missile.
2: Oh, wait. Not that D&D. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Real Ale is alive. <laughs> no role playing. <laughs> Yeast is good. Serve at 45 degrees to 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and the logo, it kind of looks like a, a Speed Racer logo. It's kind of cool. So, there you go. All right. And my head is huge. Well, Mr. Poor
0: Visigrosy. <laughs>
2: well, you know He's what? Out of the center. If you listen to episode one, that's what Travis taught us. Not me. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Go back and listen to episode one, it was not me that said that. Who was that? Was that Chris?
3: I thought it was you. The only other one on episode one. I <laughs>
2: was gonna say it's one of you three. It wasn't me because I'm the one that learnt it. <laughs> Learned it. Master Learned. the Surge Poor. Oh <laughs> god. That
3: one. So this one said it was bottle conditioned and we did upend it and roll yeah. it around but I don't really see a whole lot of I don't either. Haziness or sediment. Nope. I mean it's still Maybe it's still clear. settled in the bottom of the bottle. A little. You know, we haven't had a case of an old bottle from Total Wine in a while. I know. Maybe they're getting their crap together. Maybe.
0: Or maybe we're just drinking Oops. more
1: recent beers from them.
3: Oh, it's a possibility. Well, I
1: mean, we try to get the new stuff. Yeah, we do. The new releases, so.
3: Which this is not. This is a very old brand, so.
2: Which, by the way, I saw something interesting this week on Facebook. This is beer-related, I promise. Uh, A buddy of mine was at World Market in Dallas. I don't know which one, Uh, but uh, he found two bottles of 120-minute IPA. Okay. And he grabbed one of them. Yeah. Nice. If it wasn't in Dallas, I probably would have tried to go get the other one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think my my mom found a couple at, at Total Wine back around February because mm. she had one ready for my cat or cat. birthday or something. I don't know. It was like my birthday or <laughs> Christmas or something. I
2: forget. It's pretty good stuff. But anyway, yeah, I really want a bottle of that. I'm gonna need to, that, like if I could drink an IPA, that would be it. It's listed as a triple. Yeah, know.
0: it's okay. uh, it's also it's also one of those where like the hype kind of overplays it a little bit i mean it's, it's a great beer but hyped beyond all belief
3: well i love it so racer
2: <laughs>
0: anyway back yeah. to
3: bear republic this one's a little darker than the previous one yes it's like a, it's a dark more of a copper. golden yeah copper yeah
0: i'd say a little lighter than that probably just a dark gold kind of
2: mine had a big frothy head yes and it's, it's now dissipating
0: mostly, mostly on the side of your glass yeah um, whatever the adds to the flavor aroma is uh interesting
3: yeah quite a different aroma from the last one we had mm-hmm. it's more i don't know God, there's something off about it i don't i don't want to say grassy but it's more grassy than yeah. than it is like citrusy or piney it's, yeah. it's almost earthy yeah you know like dirty my first thought was clay mm. like earth clay yeah
2: does it have a distinct smell to it?
1: With a light, scummy aroma. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I could be talked into that. I, I do get something. Sorry, I went ahead and tasted it. I, I get something very specific in the well, flavor. we not at the tasting? And I don't want to say it yet. Mm.
2: I mean, I think I'm picking up what you're talking about, but I'm not sure exactly what, what of, it is. Do we know
0: what kind of hops they used?
3: Because, crap. Huh. See, this is one of the early, one of the earlier IPAs, and if they haven't changed the recipe, then you'd have to assume it's going to be one of the standard hop varieties that are out there, right? You know, probably, probably one of the C named hops, either uh, Cascade, Columbus, Centennial, Chinook, something like that. But I'm not getting like a super uh. over the top pine or resin, so. You could probably cut Chinook out of that. It probably has Cascade in it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I've used Columbus in the past, that one's been more earthy. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's Columbus in this. Actually, well, um, well, I'm on the Google search and,
0: well, what do you know, Travis? The malt base is designed to highlight the unique floral qualities Columbus and Cascade hops from the Pacific Northwest. Oh
3: my, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we have a winner. Girls, um, girls, girls. For,
0: for also, boys. also contains Chinook and Centennial, um, but I'm assuming those aren't highlights.
3: Dang it! So I missed on the uh, Chinook, but but I'm guessing say.
0: the Columbus and, and uh, Cascade are the highlights in this, and that's what you're supposed to be getting. But anyway, um, since I don't know, I don't know what Chris is pulling from this.
1: I okay. This could be, you know, my allergies and medication, whatever, but I'm getting a mint leaf flavor. Ah. I don't get that. (laughs) Like when my first sip, it was absolutely prevalent. It's kind of diminished as I drink more of it, but it was definitely there. Like a cool mint, maybe not like a sweet, like a spearmint's kind of sweet but it's not like a peppermint either. It's kind of like a, I don't know. I'm trying. I definitely got a minty note. Okay.
0: I'm trying with that. I'm not quite certain I get the same thing. I think for me, it's more of just the earthy
3: floral yeah. notes of the hops that I'm getting. I'm not... Because mint is a is a
1: plant, so yeah. maybe along the same lines, yeah. get
3: some... Leafy notes
1: could be that floral. I'm just picking it up more as a mint, yeah. Mm -hmm. Possibly,
3: yeah. Hmm.
1: Like I said, the first sip, it was like it hit me in the face. Oh, wow, like mint. But as I drink more of it, I'm getting more of the like the floral, earthy note that you were talking about. Yeah, this isn't
3: mint like on
1: the Uh, meat episode where Powers
3: talked about toothpaste for. a good 5 to 10 minutes. Toothpaste is a
0: poundability of 1.
3: I don't care what you say. Anyway. I would say a poundability of 0. Because <laughs> that one I distinctly remember it was mint. And yeah. I agreed with you. I don't think I would say that on this one. Okay. But I do get more earthy notes than I do yeah. what I would consider to be New World Hops.
0: Yeah. It's definitely not it doesn't have that like kind of bright character that the American hops have. It's,
2: yeah.
3: Whoa, hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, Anakin. <laughs> Which, I mean, I know for a fact that it has New World hops in it because we just read that it has at least four four different sea hops in it. Yep. But Gee. that being said, I'm not pulling the character that I necessarily would hope for. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like I said, I've used Columbus in the past, and I haven't really been happy with that. I really like the big punchy resiny citrus piney notes. Mhm. Yeah. And if if they used a, a prevalence of, of Columbus, then that could explain why it's a little bit more on the earthy, kinda leafy side of things. It's definitely much more
0: bitter than the last one, I'll say that. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's um mm-hmm. it's it's got a lot more of that bittering characteristic to
1: However, I do think I like the firestone better.
0: Yes, I do. I I, I would say the same. Mm-hmm. I yeah. My now, my untapped rating reflects that too. So. Here is the real question: Do you get any heat from the alcohol? You see, I was I was actually about to say I don't find this to be quite a seven point five percent warming effect. It actually or do I? It's pretty smooth. Does pretty well. Yeah. yeah because I would have expected this to be much lower on the poundability. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not as You know. Tannability ten beer by any stretch, but it's not like it's not on a low range by any by any means.
1: I mean, it is more drying than the Firestone.
0: Yes, I'd have to. That that would come from the bitterness. Yeah, all well, I'd have
1: to say, well, or the alcohol, is the yeast ate more more of the sugars. Oh yeah, yeah, so um, it's less
3: sweet for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure, but. <sighs> I don't know, I guess I'd put my poundability at like a six. It's definitely less than the Firestone. Anyway, what's poundability? Well, I
0: would, yeah. I, I put the last one in at eight. This one's a six, I'd
3: say. Uh, <sighs>
2: seven. Thanks
3: for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, last one I said was a Seven. I think I'll go a little bit lower on this one. Six poundability. They're they're similar. Yeah. Well, they're similar in
0: poundability, just not in flavor at all. These are two wildly different beers. Um, Definitely definitely interesting as far as uh, being in the same base style. And I'm interested to see what you guys think on the BJCP
3: front. Yeah. Because that definitely shows just how wide a range of beers fit in this category. Yeah that you can have something that's kind of dank and fruity, and then you can also have something that's earthy and leafy, and it's in the same category,
1: and they both, I think, would score fairly well. Yeah, I, this one would be high 30s also. Um, I think it's it has a little more complexity than the Firestone. Okay. Um, so, the you know, the intangible part... I think would be a little bit higher just because it is, it has more going on. Um, But still, you know, high thirties for me. Yeah. I probably put it at 36. Yeah.
3: Um, Just because I'm getting a little bit of an English character from the earthiness and yeah. And the the malt does play, uh, does play a role, which it should, but I'm still not, I want to get punched in the face.
1: <laughs> I mean, buy I can hops. help you with that if you really... <laughs> buy, buy hops. Buy oh, okay. So... <laughs> well. Um... You want to be hopped in the face? Yeah, there's our... Oh, <laughs> my. God. Actually, you know what? Let me see that. Oh, <laughs> oh God. He's passing around the... Ca- the uh, cup the hop-, of hop cup of... Cup O-Hops. of hops. They're, they're still UK green. UK
3: Challenger. They are... Ooh. From our hops episode. They're still
0: green. Hey, yo, can I get those for my math Mash brew? Episode
3: uh, <laughs> 106, maybe? Oh, man. A while ago.
1: Good lord.
3: You could use those to brew a nice lambic.
1: They just smell like dirt now. Let me see. Well, I can't really smell, but what I got was just dirt.
2: Yeah, it kind of smells like old graham crackers. <laughs> That's vaguely specific. <laughs> like stale graham crackers. that have been sitting out for a long uh, time. I'm, I'm getting feet cheese.
1: <laughs> feet cheese. Oh, gross. I mean, gentlemen. you are, Maybe it's your tank top thing oh, again. No <laughs> I'm just wafting over here. <laughs> Gross! Did oh. so you get the feet cheese Whoa. Yikes! That's not. It's not pretty. Um, oh! But that's got to be what six months? Those things have been sitting out now. Yeah, we did yeah. that in the winter. I feel like anyway. Oh goodness! Well, I'm excited to get the next one because it's definitely different. Oh, so God. Uh, it we, might be Mr. Well, Wiggles esque.
0: What do we have? What is next? Okay. This
1: is the Deep Elm IPA. Oh, my God. I I saw this, and I had to pick it up because it's completely different, and I've never experienced anything like this before. So uh, this is a new beer from New Belgium. It's awful. (laughs) (laughs) This smells like... They they don't know what it is yet. Um, It's awful. Sawyer doesn't. Yeah. Uh, This is... An HPA. What does that mean? It's called the Hemperer. It is brewed with hops and hemp. (laughs) 7% ABV. That look of realization Um, to his
0: face. It's phenomenal.
1: The Emperor HPA is a new kind of hoppy beer, blending hemp with hops for complete sensory domination.
0: Uh, Jesus, I'm just gonna say, like, I could start smelling that thing as soon as he popped the cop. Yeah, like it, like I could, uh, like from
1: across the room in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, the the room definitely has an aroma about it now. The label is interesting. It has a a king with hemp leaves for a beard and mustache, and a hop cone. For a hat is he high as balls? I, I don't, don't know. You tell me about to be.
0: <laughs> this is a contact high right here. Uh,
1: this is definitely intense. I have not tasted or smelled it yet, but I could definitely smell it, like Power said, as soon as the bottle was opened. This isn't
2: going to show up on a drug test, is it? I, I don't know. Oh, god, <laughs> the
1: aroma permeated
2: the room. I mean, because I, I have one coming up. Hopefully, Chrissy's gonna walk in here and be like, Are you
0: guys smoking weed? <laughs> are you smoking
3: this <laughs> is freaking smunked as nope.
1: hell Seat,
3: and this is one of those that could, well excuse me the first <laughs> phase guys the appearance is fairly clear yeah. yes it's uh like dark gold, gold, like the last one yeah gold similar color yellow. to the last one i'd say white foamy head dissipates into a mixture of small and medium bubbles
1: aroma <laughs> is <laughs> there's that pick up the pieces mm. uh. <laughs> it's definitely different yes um, uh, I don't from the
2: aroma that. I kind of get something not right <laughs> well. I don't believe that's correct
1: that's probably the I got to do
2: some research before I drink
3: this beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay, so we know that hemp is made from the marijuana plant. Yeah. Right? But it's not... It doesn't have like the, the psychoactive... Thing. It doesn't have THC in it. It's got
2: something Chemicals. else called
3: CBD. Okay, that's a carbo... <laughs> See, yeah, in opening it, the room filled with, like, a, a skunky, sticky,
1: icky smell. So, that's when you were talking about Mr. Wiggles and dankness. I was like, hold that thought.
2: No, this is different. This is not the same because I, while this one does put off a humongous aroma, the, the dankness from Mr. Wiggles and Mosaic Hops is more potent to the nostrils in my opinion. This is more like, that's some stanky stuff, you know?
3: I sell so much bush.
1: Well?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like when I stick my nose in it, it doesn't have the same aroma as it did when it just kind of permeated the room. Yeah,
1: it's it's dissipating. Yeah. It's definitely going away. Kind of like the skunk. So I mean, you can still notice it, but it's not sure. nearly as strong as when you first crack it open
3: cos yeah now it it kind of has more of a uh, a floral leafy smell to it. it does have some like some piney notes the smell of weed has gone away basically i wouldn't call this decidedly hoppy or bitter no not at all <clears throat> i'd call it planty
1: yeah uh-huh i mean what you would expect yeah but i mean they call it an hpa yeah Now, they didn't say um, what hops they used. Right. It just says hoppy beer blending hemp with hops. Now, they also say the complete sensory domination. (laughs) It
0: dominates my senses with... When
1: I was talking to my dad about bush, (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it,
0: it definitely dominates my senses with unpleasant things like taking that first sip of the beer I felt like I had just thrown a leaf into my mouth just start chewing on a leaf yeah that's that's exactly what it a is a leaf
1: or just a regular leaf just a like a regular
0: leaf just you know <laughs> i'm i'm like i'm like a you know just a sloth or something now just like like chewing on some sort of
2: <laughs> that's
0: interestingly <tree. laughs> specific <laughs> i don't oh. know like
1: and it's not
2: messy and sticky well, I mean, it could be sticky if you stuck your fingers in there.
0: Maybe, maybe like a koala chewing on some eucalyptus or something. I don't know. Like, like it, it, it,
2: uh, it's just not a pleasant sensory experience.
1: So, here's still researching if he can drink this beer. Yeah,
2: I'm not going to mess up uh, on this one. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I don't really know what to think about this. It's definitely interesting. Uh, uh, I don't like
0: it. <laughs> That's that's what I think about it. Um, well, let's see.
3: I do have like a Why? really
1: dank plant-like aftertaste.
3: Yep, like you're chewing on the plant. <laughs> I would be curious to know how they made it because I, I mean, in in Colorado, marijuana is legal, um, but I don't think they just like pulled off buds and just tossed them in there. No, it's it's some other way that that you can still get some of the flavor. And still be able to ship it to states where it's not legal, such as Texas?
2: Well, CBD is legal in all 50 states. Yes, it is. Which is is what this has in it. Okay. It's not THC, so it doesn't get you high.
1: So then why would it still show up on a drug test? Well, that's what I'm just double checking (laughs) before I drink it.
0: Because you never know. So far, this beer has provided a whole lot of unpleasant experiences for us because it filled the room with pot smell, Uh, it caused Sawyer to actually have to do homework before he drinks it, (laughs) and I feel like some sort of marsupial chewing on a plant. So, So, uh, I googled it. (laughs) Um,
1: Yikes, New Belgium. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I I really like New Belgium's stuff, especially... The Ranger IPA. That's like one of my favorite IPAs.
0: And didn't they do that one that we had on in tap? that last one we did, the the watermelon thing? Because um, that one was really good. I think they were the ones I who did remember. that.
3: Uh, I think you're right. The, yeah. The Agua.
1: Agua Fresca watermelon melon yes. thing. Had like yeah. four different things in there. Yeah. I think maybe they just decided, let's try something different. Well, I mean, they're in you know, Colorado. We're in Colorado. They're... Let's let's throw some hemp in our beer and see yeah. what happens.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't fault them for trying. And I'm sure that this markets well to a specific
1: demographic. Yeah, if you're a hemp head. Yeah. And um, a hop head. It doesn't I just get too much skunk notes. It, Which it... I maybe that's the draw. Hmm. Maybe, I don't I don't know. It, yeah. I I don't smoke weed, so I can't
3: <laughs> When I breathe in through my mouth as I'm about to take a sip, I get just Corona flashbacks. Yeah. And I don't like that,
1: but personal opinion.
3: Yeah, I'm.
1: Maybe that's what they did. Maybe they just you know skunked it and said, "Hey, we put hip in it." Okay, <laughs>
3: what a cheap workaround that is. So here's here's <laughs> what
1: I've here's what I found. Um,
2: uh, so it looks like CBD won't show up on a drug test unless you're consuming just ridiculous amounts of this every day, which this won't. Which at least you have to. It is, they say it's, it's you have to take in at least you know a thousand milligrams a day or higher. So. So okay, I think so you're safe.
1: You're fine. Yeah. Give I'm, it a taste. I almost <laughs> threw up from just l- smelling it. D- oh. The taste is not overpowering. Did you at least get a whiff of it, Sawyer? I'd say. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> See what we're talking about now? It's
2: <laughs> it's hard to put my finger on it with this one. Uh, but that's, the, that's the very beginning of the flavor is... It's gross to me. <laughs> it's, it's like you you That's go. Where I'm at. That's like, where I'm at here. <laughs> back in the day, you could go and smoke, and you get that that real bad burnt taste in your mouth. You yeah. know. If you get it too hot, yeah, uh, and it, that that reminds me of that. Yeah, are we talking about cigarettes here, or um, sure? Okay, <laughs> um, you know,
3: well, even with cigars, whenever you're smoking and you get it you get towards, to the end and it's real hot. Yeah, no, this it's is much ash-y.
2: worse. Trust me, yeah, it's much worse. <laughs> it's when it
0: feels like you're you've you've lit your mouth on fire, but yes. not really. And then you're coughing you for thirty like minutes. A burnt hairdryer.
2: Yes. It's kind of like that too. Baby mustuck ash. Um, it's it's not yeah it's not pleasant that's what the beginning of the flavor is like but then after that i kind of get the bitterness it's not like just real in your face you
1: know the more you drink it the drier it gets and the more bitterness i'm picking up on yeah it's the aftertaste is really really dry
2: golly yeah i don't like this beer
0: i'm i'm gonna go ahead and venture
1: and say none of us do I'm glad I got it, though. No, it's it's an because interesting it's, experience. It is interesting, um, and now you can say you've had a beer with hemp in it.
0: Yes, and I'm glad for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, mm, yeah. Mm. Now I will say though, I'm sure, like somebody's talking about the powers. I think it was you. The demographic, yeah. And I think there, even the people who aren't necessarily, you know, weed smokers, there's gonna there's gonna be a group of people that really, really really like this i think Uh and maybe it will encourage some other breweries to do something similar and i'd be interested to see what they come up with and how the different flavor profiles change
0: well i'm looking forward to epics version of a hemp beer
3: not really
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be epically bad yeah this Um, beer sucks
3: (laughs) The beer industry is very well aware of the rise of the marijuana industry, for sure. Yes. Because people are going to get their buzz from either one thing or the other. And usually it's one or the other, and it's not both, at least in my experience from people I have talked with. Well, two of the major craft
0: brewery states, Colorado and California, have both legalized marijuana at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So it, is, it we're, we're going to start seeing a lot of that, yeah. I'm sure.
2: So well, you're fighting for people's pleasure, isn't pleasure it legal running. in DC too? Yeah. I believe so. Yes, I'm not sure. See the thing, and I, I have this argument with people all the time. You know, they 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 always ask, you know, well, why why is weed better? You know, I'm like, well, you don't get you don't get that hungover feeling the next day. You know, at like drinking a ton of beer. You know, you wake up when you after drinking a whole bunch of beer, you wake up and you just feel like complete trash. Mm-hmm. With weed, you might be a little sleepy. Welcome to Pot Styles. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, since we're on the topic, yeah, no. you know, I can
0: smell. Yeah, I can smell things
2: with this beer. With with, with with beer like this, I mean, you can't get high from it unless you're drinking just gallons and gallons of it. You know, at which point which you're dead. Right. right
1: you would. You would die. But at the same time, you know, I, like you said, you can't. It's got. It doesn't have. What, THC, is that what you said?
2: Yeah, it's it doesn't have THC. It has CBD. So it's basically,
1: it's cannabis oil. Well, because, I mean, hops are part of the weed family. Like, it is... Yeah, but they're not, like, related. as close as hemp is. Right, but I'm saying, like, you, you've you essentially got a different shoot off of the same family tree, so to speak. Essentially. And they're just taking the two different things and, and combining it. It makes sense. Yeah. But uh, maybe not... Flavor-wise, wise. no. As it
0: warms up, I'm starting to get a weird graininess, I think. Oh, God. Yeah. It's um, interesting. We've got to move on. To yeah, but
1: I, I will ask this. Does anybody pick up any hop profile that's notable? <sighs> it's hard. I mean, I do get a little.
0: Like, I wouldn't be surprised to hear if they, like, snuck some mosaic in there. Um, just... Because it would go well with the hemp, I'm sure. But yeah, I don't
3: they know. probably researched and picked the dankest hops they could find. Yeah, to go on top of this. So, so I mean, as that, far that's as what I'd write on the BJCP score sheet. Yeah.
1: just dank. So, it's as far from. as as far as BJCP score,
0: <laughs> would this rate as a specialty IPA?
1: I think it would have to.
3: Yes, because you're adding an additional ingredient that's not normally added in American IPA. Yeah. so it would That isn't extremely noticeable. It would be a specialty IPA with hemp. hmm And I don't think I can get past my personal dislike of this well, to get a good score.
1: And, you know, we've had people tell us the same thing over and over again. You generally judge better on beers that you don't like because you have to get past your personal sure. opinion and just look at the description mm. and just hit the checkboxes. And if this were entered as a specialty IPA, it would do okay. I'm talking like mid-30s sure. probably I, I would because agree. it does hit some of those checkboxes. We might not like it, but it hits the checkboxes. Yeah. yeah, I would never buy this beer again. Yeah. It's, I mean, the ABV is within guidelines. It's 7%. I'm not picking up any heat. See, and, and to your local stoner, this would not sell very
2: well either. Just because, you know, they look at it and go, oh, yeah, hemp beer. Yeah, I'll get high and drunk. No. You know, uh, you know, they'll get twisted, but you can't. Well,
0: you, got, you also got that certain demographic of that community that just like likes the idea of hemp as a sustainable material it's and, a small community well yes but you know it's it it's there and people have been pushing for hemp to be um you know less regulated than it is because it's much more sustainable than some of the things that we have right now so you mm. know there there is that demographic but anyway yeah um slightly
2: cranked up bush Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, does anyone want mine? Yeah, um, I mean, I'll
0: I'll, I'll stomach <laughs> yeah. yours. I'll okay, can you just, here. Yeah. Split
2: it. Yeah. yeah, we'll drink it. Oh, I'll let you split it, Powers. I can't reach all the way over there. Okay. So what's your poundability rating on this one, <laughs> huh? No, <I'm> sure <laughs> I, you know, honestly, it's not a one for me. I would say probably maybe a two and a half or three.
0: Yeah, I was going to go three. Yeah,
3: yeah, me too. Yeah, because the problem is the aroma, and that's what you get before you start to pound anything, unless you're unless you're shotgunning <laughs> out of a can. Uh, but since this came out of a bottle, that you crack the top and then you get the smell. And that's going to immediately affect your poundability for this one.
2: Yeah, see, that's the other thing I wanted to say, too, is that, I mean, you pop it open and it smells like weed. I mean, there's... Yeah, it was yep. it was very assumed, immediate.
0: As soon as he opened it, too.
1: I wasn't uh, expecting that. No.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't wow. think the aroma would be that potent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm glad I picked this up because it was an interesting... Uh, experience, yeah, but conversation mm-hmm. starter for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Probably not going to buy it again. No. No,pe. We even uh, talked
3: about a beer as much as we have since last week <laughs> when we tried the most interesting beer oh. in the world, uh, allegedly. Oh, remember God. Tups? The Tups Black? Oh, yeah. yeah. Saison. <laughs> the most interesting beer you'll ever try. Oh my God, that one. <laughs> I mean, it so, was interesting. This one too. Yeah. It was interesting. I... There's a correlation between interesting beers and.
1: Uh. <laughs> it's interestingly bad.
0: Well, anyway, I think we've got a couple of comparisons coming up, right? We do. All right. So what are yeah, we we'll starting with?
3: This is the Legal Draft IPA.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so I guess we'll do one of our style comparisons next. We have the oh. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And um, this, I mean, this is just stock, really good pale ale. I, everybody tries to... You know, classic beer. Do this. Mm-hmm. This is the the litmus for every other pale ale that's ever been brewed. Yes. Um, I don't know if it was because it, one of the originals or or how that whole thing started, but when everybody talks about pale ale, this is the beer they're talking about. Oh yeah. As being just you know the classic example. Oh yeah. Um, it is can conditioned. Should we have upended it? Yeah. I I usually don't. <laughs> Uh, Have a whole lot of sediment or anything at the bottom. It's, you know.
3: Right, yeah. So in the style comparison for American IPA, uh, as a review, it said, the uh, IPA is stronger and more highly hopped than the American Pale Ale. So for this one, we should get some of the same elements that we have in in classic IPAs, but it should be much more subdued and uh, well-balanced. That was the key to the American Pale Ale. Balance between the hop and the malt character.
1: <laughs> I'm leaking. It is um, hazy. Oops. It is hazy. It is not clear. No. Slightly hazy. Yeah, it's not clear as balls. But they do say on the can that it's can conditioned, so if that makes sense. Copper yes. color.
3: White. white mm-hmm. head.
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Aroma is... <laughs> a very... Piney and floral.
0: Yep.
3: (sighs) See, I'm getting some similarities between the Bear Republic aroma and this one. Yeah, a little bit. Same here. Though not as much of the bittering,
0: which you would expect from a pale ale.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, the bitterness is still there. Yes. It's strong. I don't know that I'd say decidedly, but it is strong, which is why I've always been like, this is on the higher end of a pale ale as far as bitterness goes. But the hot flavor is more subdued i'd say like 60 percent of you know what the uh firestone yeah was as far as flavor profile
3: yeah it's got some fruity notes in the aroma that i haven't picked up on the other ones i wouldn't say like necessarily citrus fruit but maybe like a just a little sweeter yeah just like fruity esters
1: so do you think the the fermentation was done differently than? Yeah, I tend to, just ag- to to round it out or something. I don't know.
0: I tend to agree with Travis. I'm I'm getting some of those uh, esters as well.
2: I honestly can't agree with that as well.
0: <laughs> We're all getting it. <laughs> That's Sawyer's a little high saying. now. That, no, I'm not. Amber <laughs> <Emperor> was just <laughs> get ready for your drug tests. Oh, well, uh, this one.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Well, yeah. uh, this one...
0: Uh, puberty is setting in. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, I'm 28 years old and, and just hitting puberty, guys. It's, I thought that was
3: Sawyer's Drop. I no. Thought that,
0: oh, those powers. No, that's definitely me.
1: <laughs> that's definitely me. <laughs> I I really do like this beer. Like, it's just solid. Yeah. It's flavorful. It's approachable. Mm-hmm. Eh, approachable-ish, I guess I should say.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's... It's this is not the
1: first pale ale I would hand somebody. No. Why not? Uh, yeah. Because it is, like I said, a little bit higher on the bitterness scale so as far as pale ale. It's the first go. one I've
0: ever had. If you're looking at someone who's just coming off of the BMC beers and, uh, and just kind of getting into craft beer, you've probably handed them some sort of, like, Fireman's 4, a blonde that's super yeah, easily approachable. a blonde
1: or an amber. Something like that. Even and, a porter. Yeah,
0: something like that. Um, that's not super bitter, not super crazy, and you're trying to get them to kind of discover hop profiles a little bit better. Um, you know, this would be a, a reasonable entry-level beer, but, gosh, I'm trying to think of what I might hand someone before this. Um
1: I would probably go the fruitier route for mm-hmm. a first hoppy beer, something with melon or grapefruit, or right, you know, something like that. Just because it is a little sweeter and and easier on the palate, because the the pine and resiny notes that you get from something like this do add to the intensity of the beer. Yes, it's sharper than something you'd get with more melon. Yes dingleberries <laughs> i mean even the um uh there is uh what's the something juicy ipa i know we've had it on the podcast it's i mean okay so i i think something like a new england ipa would, would be more approachable than oh, from three
3: nations that we had a few weeks ago yeah is that it yeah
1: yeah was three nations, we had one of their... Uh, it was like a juicy IPA or... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would be more approachable because it is sweeter, it's smoother on the, the flavor palette. It's it's just... I, This would be like, okay, I, w- I want to experience a hoppy, like piney, resiny mm-hmm. beer. This definitely would be a go-to. But as far as a, a first hoppy beer, I, I wouldn't start with this. Because I wouldn't want to turn them away from. Oh, they're going to think that every hoppy beer is going to be like this. Exactly. Um,
0: so
3: yeah, something something juicy like that. Well, the yeah. first hoppy beer that Chris had was the Broken Halo, Ugh. and it was like drinking Christmas trees. Yeah, oh, we ha- we hated it. Of course, that was back in
1: two thousand seven. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my but god. But that didn't
3: turn you away from liking IPAs, and now you... Well, about <laughs> 10 years later, <laughs> maybe. very much enjoy well, it.
1: Well, maybe like five. But still, it took, it took quite a while before all of us came around to IPAs. What's an yes. IPA? I'm kidding. Copious amounts of passion fruit. Oh, okay. <laughs> it did take quite a while for us to come around to it, but once we did, it was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is legit.
3: Yeah. Now you crave it sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. I was drinking IPAs last night after our uh, school event. We went out afterwards, and I was just – it was actually the Deep Ellum IPA. Um, wow. wow. LM. So, I, you know, it is something that you crave. And yeah. and here's the other thing, too, that I dislike about liking IPAs is sometimes you are craving it, and you go to a restaurant or a bar, and you don't know what their tap list is, and I always ask, what IPAs do you have? And then the, the server always just kind of, <laughs> You're I'm, one of those I've got guys. a beer snob. You know, it, there's a, <laughs> there's a, uh, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A certain air about people that they come in and say, I want the hoppiest thing you have. You oh, know? yeah. Those hop heads. And uh, there's just a, because it is a, a an acquired flavor profile. Beer itself is an acquired taste, but IPAs are like to the nth degree with that. Sure. And, I just, I always feel like a beer snob whenever I walk in and I say, what IBAs do you have? You know, That's, you know, I'll just
0: ask for a tap list or something just so they know, like, I'm, I'm looking well, for something Well, because I'm looking for something
1: specific. Yeah. And if they've got 20 taps, I don't want them to just sit there and, and list them off to me. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but they don't have a, a printed, like Buffalo oh, Wild yeah. Wings, for instance, they have a, a large selection of taps. Mm-hmm. They have it printed, though. I not, just went there not Tuesday. Not their rotator series. Well, not the rotator. Yeah, because it's like they only well, have actually, one raw on a time. They only have one, you know, whatever. And so in their menu, they have all the BMC and the Angry Orchard and, and the Dosekis well, and all that kind of stuff that's printed. Actually, I went there Tuesday. They actually had a Well, a brand new menu that actually had Well, that actually had maybe one that the they one hadn't by yet. you. <laughs> maybe. Each restaurant's different. That's true. The the one that I go to in Fort Worth, they don't have a printed list. Uh, all they have is their menu that has all the generic stuff listed. Yeah, but they've got like twenty taps up. Yeah, but anyway, I digress.
3: Well, I mean, and my problem is that I love IPAs, but I like a very specific subcategory of IPAs. Right, I only want piney and citrusy. That's it. You don't, I don't want. I don't, don't like want, melon. You don't want IPAs. I don't like berry IPAs. I don't like uh, earthy IPAs. I want pine. That's it. Because right. that's what I think about when I want an IPA, and that's what I, that's what I've. And I've tried to emulate in my home brews, but I haven't ever made a beer that I think IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if I'm served a beer that's not citrusy and piney, then I'm like,
1: well, I don't really like it. See, right. I, I enjoy the, the fruity, yeah. juicy IPAs as well. Um, Fresh-squeezed IPA is one. That's, you know. Mm. <laughs> thanks, Sawyer. That is uh, that
3: from Deschutes? Yes, that a, yes, that yeah. one's
1: good. And you know, it it's not super piney. I think it has, if I remember, it's been a while since I've had one, but I think it has some of the that piney note. But it's mostly citrus, and it's smooth. It's easy to drink. It's fantastic. I like it. Um, everybody's like, "Oh, that's a mass marketed IP." I was like, "I don't care. It tastes <laughs> good." But anyway, oh, yeah. this is a solid beer. Oh my god, yes. So, uh, what's your poundability? Ten. <laughs> oh crap uh, seriously this is one of my favorite beers this is oh yeah literally my go-to if i'm like i don't know what i want eh, I'll just give me a sierra nevada i'm gonna say nine for the guy that doesn't like hops <laughs> meh i'd pound the crap out of this
2: yeah
0: I, that's what she said i'm i'm right there i'm at yeah I'd pound the crap out of it she did
1: say that all right <laughs> <laughs> um I yeah, I think I can go to ten on this. Yeah, say nine. It's easy. I mean, my my brew that I'm fermenting right now, I call it Clone Wars based because off of this. it this, it's actually a recipe that I got from the homebrew club meeting where we were talking about clones, and they had the Sierra Nevada, mm-hmm. and I forget who who actually brewed it side by side, and they were, I could not tell them apart. So I took a picture of the recipe, and this is the second or third time I brewed it first time it it wasn't right um hopefully Mm -hmm. this time will be better but yeah i would i I, this would be one of those beers that i would have on tap 24 7 like every day of the year right (laughs) this would be your house beer oh yeah for sure easy tap number one yep cool stop anyway well i mean obviously for bjcp we'd have to rank it Mid to high forties, sure, because it is a classic example for pale ale.
3: This is what started the style, right? But for IPA, if this beer were entered in the IPA category, then it would be probably a thirty even, mm. because it has. Uh, it I has would good push flavor. it
1: to. I would push it to mid to high thirties. I wouldn't say high thirties. It's,
3: it's too low in the uh, in the hop intensity category. Yeah, and it's it's a balanced beer. So you get the malt flavor. And you get the hop flavor, but for IPA, it needs to be unbalanced.
1: Well, like I've been saying all along, this is, for me anyway, on the hoppier side of okay. pale ale. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Because I've had some pale ales that have been really mild.
3: Sure. And a 30-point beer is not a bad beer. No, no. But entered in that category, it wouldn't yeah.
1: score as well. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Let's jump to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Oh,
0: my God. Well, opposite end of the the spectrum, I'd say, is definitely correct here. Because our next beer is also from Sierra Nevada. Uh, So, the same brewery. uh, However, slightly different strength. Because today we have the 2018 edition Hoptimum Triple IPA. So, I'm going to be honest... uh, I bought this beer when I thought that we were going to be doing IPA 3.0, and then it turned out that we're doing IPA 2.0. So
2: hey, you know what? Though at least you got some version of an
0: IPA. You know what? I I at least well that's not
2: hard these days. You can well, you can almost throw a dart in a craft brewery store and <laughs> and find an IPA. There there would be times where I would <laughs> like in the very early days of this podcast I would show up with the wrong style. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Well, um, because I was a noob. So.
0: It's
3: Maori! Exactly. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, do that again. We don't have the symmetry between IPA 3.0 and having a triple IPA, but we do have something that I'm actually really excited to try out. Uh, it's a an, an annual series. So they've done the Hoptimum series for a while. They it's kind of like the Luponic Distortion series. Uh, they have a blurb uh, every year. We try to top ourselves by making the hoppiest, most intense, and most flavorful IPA we can muster. This year, we chose the most flavorful hops and pushed them beyond their limits in this all-new triple IPA. This reimagined hoptimum is our hoppiest beer yet, providing a blend of tropical and citrus hop aroma that delivers a refined yet aggressive character. And this triple IPA rings in at 9.6%
2: alcohol by volume.
3: That's the biggest one i have had so far today. I would yes. like to
2: interject something. What's that? Uh, I every- got some big jugs. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Thank you. That was a surprise, but okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, no, uh, every time I burp, it tastes like weed. <laughs> Thank you, New Belgium. We really appreciate you. Yep. Um, I, I like
0: the I like the little dude on the on the label whose hop is literally just whose head is literally just a hop. <laughs> the neuter <laughs> The deuter. He's like a he's like an old like revolutionary patriot looking dude who just has a hop for a head. So, anyway, uh, beer. We have beer.
1: It looks like a. I mean, it's a nut. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yes,
3: that's pretty clear. It's clear. It's clear as almost balls. You know, almost all these have had the same color. Yeah. Except for the Luponic distortion that one much lighter. Yeah, that was the lighter Cupper. one. All of the other ones have been pretty much the same like this one's, a dark amber. This
0: one's a little bit more dark. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Nice. still very clear. Nice head like tiny bubbles holding
3: pretty well. Um Let's see aroma. Mm. All right, this is probably the most intense aroma that we've had out of the ones we've tried today. Yeah, but it's I not would a, agree. it's not offensive. Like I was no, expecting this no. to be
0: crazy, but it's not. It's just present. It's not as I'm offensive getting,
2: as Mr. Wiggles. Well, I was, uh, I'm getting some dankness.
3: Yes, I would yeah. agree.
2: This is not like weed dankness, though. This is no. kind of what I was talking about. You know, like uh, it's just a it's a different kind of dank. Yeah, it's
3: it's a little sweaty. Yeah,
2: like but, like sweaty yeah, balls. But,
3: I mean, not offensive, and, and that's the key word. Is yeah. you getting you get some of these characteristics, but it's not enough to turn you off from it. No, not at all.
0: Get a little bit of that. Yeah.
3: Like beyond the dankness, maybe just a little bit of
1: grassiness, maybe pininess. Yeah, some resin mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, in. yeah. Resin for sure. Oh,
3: yeah. For sure. Similar flavor notes. Get some uh, get some pine needles, uh, a touch of sweetness, a little bit of syrup.
0: A little syrupy. <clears throat> you know, the... I mean, this is expected from any, you know, any sort of like double or triple IPA, but you're getting the alcohol warmth for sure. But that's kind of to be expected in this yeah, type 9. of style.
3: Six. It's hard to hide.
0: It is. It is. Especially on something that doesn't, that's not meant to have a lot of sweetness or anything like that. It's um, pretty much just warmth backed up by the bitterness, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, and it, it does have a pretty substantial bitterness that lingers into the finish. Which you'd expect. Yes. Man, this is hitting all the check boxes for just regular IPA that I was wanting earlier. I know, right? Yeah.
2: This is good.
1: I like this one.
2: I like this beer.
1: I do like the, the malty backbone oh, that it has to kind of balance it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not like... Oh. It's not like they just decided <laughs> to do a
0: high alcohol beer with a whole bunch of hops. They actually... Really did put a lot of thought like this into the balance of this, <laughs> right. you know. Um, so I'm,
3: I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, did it say what strain of hops they used in there? Uh, not on the blurb, but we might be able to find it on their website. Blend of tropical and citrus. Okay, I can I
1: can see tropical.
3: <laughs> I know I'm going to hear that later. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: there you go. There was another live future drop. Back to the Future. Oh goodness!
2: Episode fifteen. <laughs> um. Hmm. This is uh, good. I, I mean, I'm I drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I didn't say that. Uh, uh,
1: okay uh, i think that's not always I just works burped and tasted weed again
2: see oh <laughs> it's rough it is it's rough just like it uh, is amazing <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing uh, powers you were so loud in that episode i started listening to that and i had to turn it way down <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> you almost blew my speakers in my car man
0: yeah i know okay so we've got oh wow the hop list on this thing so we've got for bittering we've got a uh, crystal and Equinot. uh for finishing we've got strata simcoe citra mosaic and laurel yeah so that is a lineup of hops
3: and it's just listed as finishing hops
0: yeah so they don't really say if it's supposed to be flavor or aroma
3: well so yeah so that could be anywhere from you know the last you know 10 to 15 minutes of the boil yeah into the whirlpool it could be dry hops and it's probably just a big mixture of all
1: that.
0: Yeah. Oh.
3: I mean, it's
0: like I'm going to be honest; like I can't really like pick one thing. I mean, maybe some of the mosaic on the aroma. I'd say I could pick up some of that. Um, let's see. Like yeah, that's just such a little a bit. It's so hard to pick out what what elements are from which hop, which indicates that they've blended this really well. You know, it's it's a very nice balance.
3: Find a bunch of hops that give you similar flavors and just toss them all together. Exactly,
0: and see what you That's can extract well. from all of them. Uh, this is
1: well done. I like this. I'm buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, as an IPA goes, it. Was I'm a wreck rank now. Well. Mm. Uh, it's but way too multi-syrupy. Now warm. Person. Triple IPA is not a category. Nope. <laughs>
0: So, would it be like a specialty double? Uh, <laughs> or just a double? You wouldn't be at. Ad- you're not adding anything. So, I mean, you could probably... It's Imperial.
2: Out. Here we go. Oh, we're going to talk about Imperial again? <laughs> it always comes
3: up. Oh,
0: my God. Here we go. It's my favorite story. It's called the champagne of beer!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd enter as a specialty IPA just in the Imperial category.
1: Yeah, because I mean, for for other beers and, and meads, actually, you can enter strength.
3: Yeah, uh, saison. Last week we talked yeah. about that too. Yeah. So like I, the two. Yeah, so if simple, you could super. Yeah, if you yeah. could
1: enter, you know, super strength. <laughs> <laughs> IPF was at nine point six.
0: Yeah, nine point six.
1: So. <laughs> super strength. Yeah. Where's my super suit? <laughs> um. I don't know. I. You could actually enter this as an Imperial IPA, and I, I'd buy it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because essentially, that's what it is. It doesn't matter if it's double or triple or quad. It is an Imperial IPA. So I this would rank very high if entered as such. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't hesitate to give this a 40. This is solid. Oh, yeah. Sierra Nevada does hops well.
0: Yeah, they do. Sierra Nevada does beer well.
1: I've never done hops. I don't know if I've had a Sierra Nevada beer <laughs>
0: that I didn't like.
1: Because on the the last IPA episode, we did the um, Torpedo.
0: Yeah, that was which is also good. Torpedo,
1: Nevada. and that's that's a solid IPA. It's really good. Yeah.
3: Yeah, this is probably closest along my line of thinking about what an IPA should be because it's got the kind of citrus piney notes that yeah. uh, that I have come to know as an IPA. And uh, it's decidedly hoppy and bitter. But the malt backbone is also that strong. Is, that is stronger in order to offset the 9.6% alcohol. So that's a little much, but out of the ones we've had today, this is probably the most IPA of the IPAs we've had.
1: Uh, sound like a frog <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of burped a little bit um it tastes like weed i i think there's too much malt yeah. to call this uh, an ipa just a plain ipa i think if if i had to pick one obviously you know the sierra nevada pale ale is not an ipa i would say the closest thing we had today would have been the uh, firestone yeah the luponic distortion would
0: probably be the closest to an like ideal just like twenty regular
1: a. ipa yeah the regular 21a um because there's too much malt in this one to be an ipa but as an imperial i think it's spot on yeah
3: yeah i remember in our uh in our double ipa episode that every one we had was sweeter than we expected yeah this one really kind of fits along with those two right but yeah. it does have a nice fresh hop aroma. Yeah. Which I like.
1: Yeah. It's it's like hops with a little bit of brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Racist. <laughs> 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 so, Travis. It's, it's
3: nice and tasty.
1: Not entered as IPA, but as Imperial IPA. What would you, what score would you give it?
3: Oh, easily uh, 40 plus. Yeah. Yeah, It. it Hits all the check marks. It's a oh, well presented beer, everything that you're looking for in an IPA plus, you know, uh, plus the alcohol level. This one really, really knocks it out of the park. So yeah, forty three, yeah, forty yeah. four almost. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. Poundability <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum uh, four. So what's your poundability? <laughs> Pounderability? That's impressive from you,
2: Sawyer. Yeah, I'm kind of regretting that one. <laughs> I was about to say,
0: like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, maybe a three. three or a two. Yeah,
2: yeah. so Let's say two. I'm, I, I can go to wow, a you three. You just
3: halved your score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Right? <laughs> I <know>. gave <laughs> math. On this.
0: It's. I mean, it. Yeah, it's a three. It's a three.
3: I'm gonna say this is a, a five. <laughs> I could go with a five. Huh. Oh wow! I think All I right. could, because it has the citrusy piney stuff that I love and.
1: But this is a sipping beer.
3: Well, you don't realize that until after you've pounded it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then oh, you regret no. life. Oh, what, what, I was about to say,
1: Travis, what have his, I done? Travis finished his faster than any of us did. So, yeah, that's about. I also about really mine. have to pee. So I'm not, I'm trying to like not drink for a Me second. too.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's wrap this up, shall we? Yeah, I guess we could. That's a lot of pee noises right there. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us for this episode where we revisited 21A American uh-huh. Pale Ale. Oh, boy. I, I think we had some good beers today. Yep. And definitely some interesting ones. This, uh-huh. was, this was a good uh-huh. episode. I, I want to go back and listen to episode 7. And kind of compare the two. I think that'd be interesting.
2: Man, you better listen to episode one first. (sighs) This
1: is the Deep Ellum IPA. (laughs) Travis, you you brought this one, right? (laughs) Oh. Classic (laughs)
3: drop mixed with new spoken word.
1: Anyway, uh, join us next week when we feature some local and -and up-and-coming DFW breweries. Cheers until then. This next week. (laughs) Thank mm-hmm. you.